Hi guys and welcome back to Undressing the Issue. I'm Julia and I have been MIA for a little bit of time. For that, I apologize, but I have a lot to share with you. So I figured coming back, I should probably share what's been going on or at least a snippet of it because there's been so much. So first and foremost, there have been some changes, lots of them, like a lot with pretty much everything. But for the most part, I think as much as so many of them have been really difficult, I think that ultimately they are for the best. So I can't really complain just yet. Um, I've had some changes in my relationships, with work, with my goals. Um, As far as changes in relationships, some have gotten a lot better, a lot closer. Uh, Some have basically showed me that they are ready to exit from my life, and that's okay too. Everything happens for a reason or a season. So looks like that season has come and gone, and that's all right, and I'll talk a little bit more about that. Um, As far as relationships, in February, I uh, took my annual courtesy tour, which is what I call when I go to the East Coast and visit my family, you know, mandatory family fun. Um, It didn't have to be mandatory. I actually missed my family. I'm alone out on the West Coast. Everyone else that I'm related to lives up and down the East Coast. So I tend to go back regularly so that I can visit with those who are related to me and those who are chosen family as well. So I got to see my mom, my sister, my dad. My dad, I actually flew out here. Um, And I will say that as far as the changes with those relationships, I do feel like, you know, a lot of important conversations happened and the relationships have grown closer. So I can't really, can't really complain. Um, obviously it's very different when you're an adult, um, in your relationship with your parents. It's not what it was when you were a kid, you speak to them differently. You look at each other differently. You're no longer the little, you know, needy or troublemaking kid that you used to be. Um, I was on the troublemaking end of that. (laughs) (laughs) sorry mom and dad um but uh things change when you're an adult it's a different dynamic you still need your parents you just need them differently so with that it's been good with work I've had a lot going on um given the current you know pandemic crisis all of the drama going on with covid-19 i've been working a lot remotely and it's not that i can't i actually just found out that therapy is considered uh, a necessary service so therapists are allowed to continue practicing and keeping their offices open however just to be safe and be prudent i am actually not going into the office or seeing clients in person. So I've been working remotely entirely and that's been really good. But there, in this process, there has been all sorts of stuff that's happened that's made me see that um, I think a shift is on its way and it is welcome. And as far as goals, I think those are also shifting. But 
I don't know. My goals are always shifting. I'm a woman. I make decisions. I change my mind. I make new decisions. So that's okay too. So one of the recent events I want to talk about has been heavy. And I think it's been a lot of what's been consuming me emotionally and kind of causing a bit of a block for me from being able to speak to you guys, to record, to say anything. I've just been kind of um, in a bit of a downer. And this has come as a result of, well, one thing, (laughs) one of the downers, one of the disappointments has been that I was supposed to go out to Spain, to the south of Spain, to visit one of my best lifelong friends and visit her and her new baby and her husband. And I've obviously had to postpone that trip because of all the travel restrictions that are in place now. So that was a disappointment. But moreover, I think the big thing that's really been that kind of just put the nail in the coffin for me was that I recently went through kind of a big betrayal. And it was it was by somebody who was close to me but not you know not like one of my bffs but somebody that i trusted somebody that i looked up to somebody that i respected and somebody that i just didn't expect this from at all and i was kind of i don't want to say blindsided because it was unraveling slowly but It was just so disappointing and so crushing. And you guys have probably heard the episode that I did on my story and being married to a sex addict, a man who led a double life. And so the feeling of betrayal is uh, familiar. It's near and dear. I know this very well. And it doesn't get easier whenever you go through it. Just because you've been through it before doesn't mean that going through it again is going to be more tolerable or that it's going to be, I don't know, it's going to be simpler to get through it. It's not like you're going to know what to do because the emotions are still exactly the same. It's still that like gut punch kind of feeling of what the fuck? Like, really, dude? Really? You, of all people, come on. So I had a hard time. I kind of went through the same motions again of initially trying to, you know, explain it away or make excuses for it, rationalize it because of my attachment to this person. And then that kind of passed when it was still there and it kept going. And then I moved into this place of just disappointment and devastation and sadness and loss. And then I moved into anger and hurt and resentment. And for me, I know that historically speaking, I've learned And I know about myself that until I can get to that anger place, I become sort of immobilized. Like I just can't do anything. I'm kind of crushed by the devastation of it. And it 
kind of brings me to a screeching halt. And I feel like that's where I've been. And that's why I've been MIA and feeling totally uninspired and just detached and disconnected from everything. And then I finally got to the place where I got angry and the anger for me mobilizes me. It helps me to make decisions and get clarity. And once I can make a decision and feel clear on something at that point, all I need is that sense of direction and that decisiveness and then consider it done. I can move. I will do. I will keep going, but I need to get to that point. And I finally did. So basically what this means is that you know, I've had to kind of sit with this and really assess, like go back and look at everything. And I've had to, and I've done it repeatedly with this and I've written stuff down and I've, I've tried to get my thoughts on paper. I've tried to get my thoughts clear with just meditation, with giving myself the opportunity and the time and the space to just think about it and mull it over. Because no matter how much you want to get to that place of decisiveness, you can't force yourself to get there. You get there when you get there. You get there in your own time. And when you do, yes, it's a huge relief. Absolutely. It's really nice to be able to just get to the place of no longer questioning, no longer getting bogged down by your feelings and just having a clear plan of what you're going to do. And I tend to struggle with that when I'm still stuck in the initial flooding of emotions upon realizing what's going on. So this was a huge betrayal because this came about from a person who preaches about transparency and honesty and, you know, being very straightforward and being a do-gooder and, you know, it's, it's just kind of unraveled in a way where it became very clear to me that all of that was lip service and in reality, it was all bullshit. And that's not what this person stands for at all. So it's meant that I'm going to have to make some moves and change some stuff in my world. But At this point, I'm actually open to it. I'm welcoming it. I'm a firm believer that everything happens exactly as it's supposed to, when it's supposed to, that it's life's fucked up way of, you know, creating a path for you and giving you lessons along the way on that path. My lessons have all been pretty similar when I've been able to step back and look at them. And, you know, I'm in the process now of just kind of reconciling what's happened and mostly not with the other person because, I mean, (laughs) I don't feel like that person at this point deserves my reconciliation. It's left on good terms, but I'm not about to, you know welcome them back into my world with open arms, but I can leave it in a civil and cordial manner with our bridge intact and go on my merry way and be better off. 
So that's the hardest part. I think a lot of people feel like they have to reconcile this with the other person. And I'm just, you know, I've had to do that with the ending of my first marriage. I've had to come to terms with everything that happened and everything that I went through and everything that unfolded without the other person's involvement, without my ex-husband's involvement in that case. And I feel like it's harder because sometimes we kind of hope that if the other person is involved in this reconciliation and we can get an apology or some type of accountability from them, that it'll make it easier for us to get to that point of acceptance. When in reality, it may not be enough when you get it, or it may still be something in you that lingers even after that person has expressed just the utmost remorse. And that's why I really think that in terms of reconciliation, yes, it is still the other person's duty and responsibility to take accountability and ownership for their assholery, but you're still going to have to deal with this within yourself. And man, that was a tough pill to swallow <laughs> after my divorce. Jesus Christ. But it took it took a lot. It, Jesus. It took a really long time. <laughs> I'm going to say years and probably tens of thousands of dollars invested in my own therapy. But eventually I got there and I got to say it was a huge relief. And I've been diligently trying to apply what I learned in that experience to what I have went through just recently in terms of, look, you know, you can't expect this other person to step up in a way that's going to correct this or undo the hurt that's been caused. You can't expect them to be somebody they've shown you they're not. So if you're going to find closure in this and if you're going to get to a place of acceptance, you're going to have to do that within yourself. And that's going to be hard, but I'm a strong woman, so I'm not about to shy away from something that's hard. I'm going to go headfirst and do it. So that's what I've been working on. And I think that in the process, I will share with you that I've learned some lessons. I know that I'm a therapist and I'm supposed to be pointing out other people's lessons and I'm supposed to know everything. Well, I don't and I'm human and I still go through my own shit and as a human and I still learn lessons along the way and I still occasionally fall on my face and have to pick myself up and dust myself off and keep on going just like you. So I'll share with you what I took away because I'm sure that other people have been in this situation where they've been betrayed by somebody close to them, whether it's a romantic partner, family member, a business associate, whoever it is. So here's what I'm going to say. I learned. I learned. I did. (laughs) So I realized that, and I feel like I've realized this before, but sometimes I need a reminder in the form of a swift kick in the ass, which is what this was. And that is that I am never as stuck as I think I am. And a lot of my patients, clients, whatever you want to call them, come in and they feel stuck. And it's usually at that stuck point that they're seeking out the help and they feel like they just are their backs are against a wall and there's nothing they can do and they have no options and there's nowhere to turn and they're stuck. And the reality is 
you're never as stuck as you think you are. And neither was I. And for a while, I felt like I was. And I think once I was able to step back and start seeing things more clearly, meaning, you know, get through the whole whirlwind of emotions that comes with the situation, whatever situation you're in, once those kind of subside a little bit, it's much more clear. It just becomes easier to see what is in front of you, what your options are, and what different ways you can go in terms of getting yourself unstuck. So I think that was one of the biggest lessons in all of this is that, you know, I felt stuck for a while now in this situation. And I really did feel like I didn't have options. And part of that came with me second guessing myself and whether I was able to do anything else. And, you know, all of that insecurity stuff that we all have. And it It took a while for me to get past, you know, fear and insecurity and whatever else and sadness and hurt and anger to be like, wait a second, I'm not stuck. I actually can do this or this or this. I have choices. All of a sudden, it's a little bit easier. It's it's a little there's a little more breathing room. Okay, I'm not completely, you know, between a rock and a hard place. So. That was one lesson. The other lesson was that basically just because one person lets you down doesn't mean you will let you down. And that goes back to that insecurity piece. So, you know, after after I found out all of this, when I started second guessing things, when I felt stuck, when I felt like I couldn't do anything, I didn't have any choices. I didn't believe in myself to take the necessary steps to get myself out of the, the situation. You know, that was when I kind of crumbled, like I crawled under my rock and <laughs> And kind of stopped. I stopped moving forward. I stopped, you know, entertaining all of my crazy ideas and goals and things that I want to do and things that I envision. And I just kind of decided to go sit in this like jacuzzi of muck and sadness and just shit. I sat in a jacuzzi filled with shit. (laughs) And, you know, it in sitting there eventually becomes a little unpleasant, just slightly. And I think that's when I realized, you know, yes, this person let me down. But by sitting here and not getting out and not trying to clean myself up and move on with my life, I'm actually letting myself down. And that shit pisses me off way more than somebody else letting me down. Because ultimately, I mean, maybe you've heard me say this, but I firmly believe that we are in a long-term relationship with ourselves. And it's a relationship that you can't break up and you can't divorce out of it. You can't leave. So if you've got to settle in with this person for the rest of your life, you better love the shit out of this motherfucker. And I do. I love myself. And that also took a while to come by. So when I go back into these 
old, you know, self-deprecating, destructive patterns of second guessing and just sitting in the muck and, you know, pouting and being in that horrible place, I then feel like, you know what, if I feel like there's nowhere for me to move, part of it is because I'm not making any effort to move. Instead, I'm putting all of my energy into staying put exactly where I am, despite the fact that I hate where I am right now. So I think that was a big one for me too. And again, this one was a repeat. I needed a reminder (laughs) that just because somebody else lets me down doesn't mean I am going to let me down or that I have to let me down as well. I need to be the person that I can trust to always be there for me, even if someone else won't. That was a big one. The other one kind of comes off of that, which is probably a reminder, probably sounds like common sense, but I need to keep it moving. I need to keep it moving. It doesn't matter if somebody else is throwing a wrench into my plans or, you know, delaying things for me. I can't let somebody else's shit get in the way of mine ever, ever. I have never been one to let somebody else dictate what I do, how I do it, you know, what I should do, um, how I should see myself and the times where I've let that stuff creep in even a little bit have ended up blowing up in my face. So I, I've really tried to stay away from that. And I've learned that I just have to keep going. And that if I do, when I keep going, the universe is going to show me why this happened and something else is going to come along. So in this case, I realized I can't stay stuck. I don't want to stay stuck and I got to keep going. I got to keep doing what I do and doing the things that are fulfilling, the things that I believe in, the things I know I'm good at and the things that basically drive me. And a lot of what drives me is helping others. That's what gives me purpose. Maybe if you're in a 12-step program, you can call it 12-stepping it. But um, that is what drives me. It's why I'm a therapist. It's why I do what I do. It's why I decided to do this podcast so that I could have a greater reach to help people. So that was another big lesson. The other one I think I mentioned is that I need to trust in the universe. That when things don't go my way or when something happens that, you know, kind of brings me to my knees and crushes me, there's something I'm supposed to get out of it. Even if it's a loss, I'm still supposed to come out with a gain. Even if it's a lesson, even if it's just a realization, some type of insight, or even just experience, I will probably never do this again or put myself in this position again. And that in itself is a gain, despite the loss. So I think that's a huge part of this. And I think you have to go through some pretty tough shit to really be able to like internalize that idea that 
it's all for the best. Even if right now in the moment it doesn't seem that way, it is. The other one is that, you know, there's a difference between being a victim and being a creator. And it's really easy to take on the victim position. It's really easy for me to sit there and say, this person did this to to me, unto me, that I didn't deserve this, that I'm being crapped on, I'm being mistreated, I'm being whatever, versus, okay, this happened, it sucks. How am I going to use this to level up? How am I going to create something out of this? And I think that's a huge thing because with the victim position, there's a lot of entitlement. I am entitled to an apology. I am entitled to whatever the hell else. But really, you're not entitled to shit. And it's up to you to make things happen for yourself. And if you're going to sit here holding your breath, waiting for somebody to come along and apologize and do whatever, pat you on the ass you know, tell you you're going to be okay and tell you which way to go and help you get there, you're never actually going to learn the lessons you need to learn that come with doing it yourself and creating, taking losses, taking changes and making something out of them and moving forward. And I think the last lesson of all, which kind of ties into all of this is shit happens, shit happens. Your favorite podcaster, myself, went MIA for a few weeks. Shit happened. (laughs) And I'm sorry. And I missed you. And I did feel extremely guilty not doing this. And I really wanted to come back. And now I'm back. And, you know, ultimately, shit happens. People let you down. We take losses. We go through stresses. We are sometimes surprised, sometimes pleasantly, sometimes not. Sometimes we're blindsided, but that is life. It's not always, you know, puppies and rainbows and unicorns shitting glitter. It's sometimes it's really crappy and it's sad and it's difficult. And that is just what it is. And... That's what it's been for me for a little while. But that doesn't mean that that's what it's going to be permanently. That's never the case. It's all ups and downs. So now that we went through the downs, we're back on an upward trajectory. And I'm excited to bring you guys more material. I wanted to give you a little bit of a mm, a peek into my world um, so that you guys can know what's going on because I've been pretty honest on here. So wanted to continue that and let you know I've been going through some shit and uh, it's been good and bad. I mean, it's been difficult. That's been the bad, but I think ultimately this is all meant to be and I'm, I'm comfortable with that. I'm okay with that. So on that note, I will be doing an episode for you guys on triggers and COVID-19 and this whole pandemic we're in the middle of, and there will be lots more to come. And as always, if you have feedback, questions, if there's anything you want me to touch on, you know where to find me. Go to undressingtheissue.com and you can find links to all of my social media and all of the... Uh, blogs that come out with all of my posts and that are coming out regularly even without posts so I look forward to hearing from you guys and 
I'm happy to be back, motherfuckers.